What's up, guys? Welcome back to Ringside Talk. I'm Stephen Lari. Joining me is Michael Pupo, and we got episode four rocking for you guys today, man. I just want to start off. I know Michael liked this one, man. I'm obviously not a big fan of Jake Paul. I love the bash the kid. I don't respect him at all. What's up with him running from Floyd Mayweather, man? Live on camera, he Floyd Mayweather's in his face, dude. You can see Jake's all flustered, and then he just takes off, dude. He starts running down the, the Miami street, dude, out front of the Heat Stadium. He's on camera, literally, dude. He's on camera doing it. Like, he just takes off, dude. His face is all red. And then the next day, he's saying, they were about to jump me. They were about to jump me. I don't I don't think Floyd, May- Floyd Mayweather's not that stupid. You know what I mean? He's not. He's known for being the greatest boxer of all time. He's not going to jump Drake Paul on the street outside of the Miami Heat Stadium where there's a ton of cops. You know, it's Floyd Mayweather. Like, he's not going to do that. And um, I think. Jake Paul saying that is just like him trying to avoid the situation. You know what I mean? But yeah, I want to hear what you have to say on that more than I want to hear what I have to say myself because I know you're a big Jake Paul fan. So let's hear it. Well, I mean, if you literally go back to when Logan fought Floyd, you know, Jake, the whole famous, I, I got your hat thing. And, uh, you know, at that point, Floyd actually even came after, uh, jake saying like he's gonna like when he sees him in the streets or like this or that and like he's gonna send somebody after him and whatever yeah he was pissed yeah he was he was pissed so like which i think it was it was kind of funny but kind of at the same time like you know floyd's got a big mouth too like he'll he's gonna be mad about his hat taking get off getting off taking off his head you know but uh i think you know maybe it was the point of like Jake thought, you know, maybe like it wasn't going to be specifically Floyd because when that happened, I think Floyd actually connected on a punch on Jake when he took his hat. I'm pretty sure when that's that yeah. going down, he actually hit Jake. Mm-hmm. So who, I, I think maybe Jake didn't, you know, he, he might not have known who it was going to come from. Maybe it wasn't from Floyd. So yeah, it looked like he was being a coward by running away or whatever and, and all that stuff. But who knows? I mean, Floyd's, got tons of money so it's like who knows who's on his side or like who he has bodyguards with or who he's running with and all that stuff and like maybe they could have did something to jake who knows but if you saw if you watched the video too it was weird how jake wasn't really with anybody you know what i mean he thought you'd think he'd be with like logan or like have some bodyguards with him he literally took off he was by himself yeah he don't really he don't really ever go around with bodyguards which is probably stupid but that's stupid man i mean he He's hated by a lot of people. You yeah. know what I mean? He really yeah, is. He's one Floyd of the biggest is. trolls on the entire internet. Yeah, and Floyd's like that too. But Floyd rolls around with like what, like ten guys at all? Times. Yeah, at all times, dude. Yeah. Oh, the guy goes to the grocery store or something. If he ever <laughs> decides to leave his house, he has ten guys with him. Rolling around with uh, dudes with shotguns. I mean, if he's and, still mad about the hat thing, whatever, you know, hat like take a fucking. Oh my god. <laughs> He's a, he's a, like, he, I would love to see that boxing match, man. Because uh, he already I mean, fought Logan. Huh? Yeah. You would he already him fought Logan, him. yeah. It makes sense, you know what I mean? They're kind of beefing. That would honestly be, like, more of, like, an entertainment one, like, with the whole Logan thing and stuff like that. But, I mean, because, like, when Logan fought Floyd, he was way bigger than him. 
Yeah, he and was. Snake's gonna be way bigger than him too. Floyd's a small guy. Um, I honestly don't. In my personal opinion, I really don't care that too that like that much to see that fight happen. Me neither, but, honestly. But it would be cool to see. I would love to see Floyd Mayweather beat Jake Paul up. Yeah, <laughs> <His> defense. <laughs> yeah, at like honestly, forty some years old. Just move around. He's fifty years old. <laughs> But yeah, dude, Usman and Usman and Edwards comes up this week too on Saturday, man. This is a huge fight. Um, both fighters have a lot of risk for them right now, especially Cameroon, man, because it's just I, I feel like all the I, both of them have a lot of pressure, don't get me wrong, but Usman, man, he got knocked out on in the last couple minutes of a championship fight and lost his belt. You know what I mean? We've never seen this before. From him, he was a dude that was in the UFC, just absolutely dominating everybody that came into his path. You know what I mean? And it just that just proves, man, that one slip up. You let your guard down for one second, man. You can it can all end. And I me personally, I think Guzman's gonna come into this fight and absolutely dominate. To be honest, I don't think I think that was the luckiest kick you will ever see. That will never happen to Usman ever again. Um, he's just, he's too tough, man. He's built different. He's one of the best pound for pound fighters in the entire world. And that has to be one of the biggest upsets I've ever seen. Don't get me wrong. Leon Edwards. Great. He is great. He's a very good fighter, but does he deserve to be in the top pound for pound or the top five pound for pound fighters in the world? In my opinion, no, I can name five fighters better than him in the world for sure. And I think for sure, I don't even think it's questionable, but he Edwards also has a lot of pressure on him too, man, because he's saying um, he's the best and that he's going to prove that he's the best again. So it's like, is he really going to do that? Or is Edwards going to come in and just dominate? I mean, not Edwards, Usman. Is he just going to come in and dominate him? Yeah, I don't, I don't see Us or uh, Edwards winning this fight at all. Um, like, like we were talking about and you're saying, top five pound for pound fighters. I don't think anybody who really watches the sport would even argue that. I mean, that's like Edwards, you could name maybe even close to 10 people pound for pound better than him. Mm -hmm. But, and he, he kind of knows, I don't know if he knows in his head that like it was a lucky kick because he was trying, he was doing that in his camp and stuff. He was rehearsing it and shit. Yeah. Which is true. But, in all reality, like we touched on it before with, with Usman and him, it's like Usman was winning that entire fight. Usman pummeled him before. I don't, and Usman, like I said before, is a, just a different animal. So I don't see, I really don't see Leon Edwards coming in and, and pulling off even a crazy knockout again, which would be very lucky and just insane if he could pull it off twice. But like, I just see Usman coming in this fight, like, you mean Edwards? Yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. At, Usman, though, coming into this fight is literally going to be, like, in his head, he's probably thinking while he's training, like, this guy got me with a lucky head kick. Like, I was dominating him for however many rounds. Like, I'm going to go in there and show him who's boss again after he, coming off an embarrassing loss like that. He knows he's one of the best fighters in the world, too, man. How can you say he's not? You know what I mean? He's so good. Usman, Yeah. He so he was such a good wrestler for so long, man. And then he, um, I don't know if you know who Trevor Whitman and he, Whitman is. He's arguably the greatest striking coach of all time in MMA. Yeah, he's yeah. Justin Gaethje's striking coach too. 
You don't think Trevor Whitman's going to teach him something, man, that's going to make him pull this fight out? Are you kidding? There's no way. Same thing with Gaethje. Gaethje's winning this fight, too. Look at look at Gaethje's fight with uh, Ferguson. Remember when he fought Ferguson? Mm-hmm. Gaethje's striking in that fight was at, like, some of the best I've ever seen. Like, by he far. He hits so hard, unreal. too, man, Justin Gaethje. He hits so hard. Did you ever see that video on Facebook, man, with the guy on, he's like ringside and he's holding his phone up and Justin Cagey's just throwing these punches, man. You can literally hear the wind on them before they connect. Yeah. Like he, I would not want to fight that dude. No way. A lot of of people forget about Gaethje's striking ability too, because he's a great wrestler too. Like, mm -hmm. but a lot of people do forget about that. Gaethje, I think for sure is... I mean, don't get me wrong, because Zayab's good. He's on, I think he's on like a six-fight win streak in the UFC right now. Um, I'm I'm pretty sure he lost his first fight in the UFC too. But he he's 12 and 1. So I mean he's pretty good. He's young. Justin Gaethje said he reminds him of himself five years ago. Just like one of these kids that is like has a huge ego. You know what I mean? That's like all about himself right now. And Gaethje's yeah. saying that he can't wait to serve this kid some humble pie. So, and you have to, you have to look at two men who, who all Justin Gaethje's lost to. Like it's only been Oliveira, Khabib, Dustin Poirier, and early on in his career, Eddie Alvarez um, got the TKO on him. That's four losses to four extremely high level fighters. You know what I mean? He's never lost to somebody that's not ranked higher than him. You know what I mean? When and the thing about Eddie, the Eddie Alvarez loss is like, yeah, that was early in his career. Like you said, it was only a second fight. Second Eddie, fight Alvarez is, Eddie Alvarez is arguably a Hall of Famer. So, Former champion. He is a Hall yeah. of Famer without question. He's the underground yeah. king. Yeah. Underground king. He, yeah, there's, to say I've, he's, he's known for like knocking people out and stuff too. He's a finish. He's a finisher. You know what I mean? But so is Justin Gaethje, and Gaethje in this fight, I think, has the upper hand with the experience. Surprisingly, Gaethje's the underdog in this fight. He's um, the underdog in this fight. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Come on, I use I use points bet, man, and I put seventeen bucks on Gaethje or something like that, and the payout's fifty five. So if you guys are watching and use want to put some money out, win some easy money, man, bet on Justin Gaethje because. A $50 payoff for putting 17 bucks on it is pretty good. I'm almost certain Gaethje's going to win this fight. I and really Gaethje's am. A, Gaethje's a, uh, a a big war course, too. Like, he really puts the time in, and he, he, he does, does, man. His, his Did you see what he was saying? He's saying he's going to a dark place in this one. He plans on drowning this dude. Like, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a lot to fight for, dude. Way. I think he, he really wants to make a title push before he starts reaching into his 30s. You know what I mean? Into his I'd late thirties, thirties. I'd love to see uh, some comments on if uh, if we're telling you that Gaethje's gonna win this fight and like he's the underdog, which I didn't know that just now, but like that's so shocking to me. Like it is, yeah. You put money on Gaethje to win this fight, you're not going wrong because like unless like some crazy miracle happens, Gaethje's winning this fight. So yes, if, if I'm wrong, grill me in the comments or whatever, but. I'm going out and just saying, obviously, Gaethje's going to win this fight. 
No, me too, 100%, man, 100%. Me and you both are, are big Gaethje fans. We've both been yeah. big Gaethje fans for a long time. Um, Going off he's of that, man. Favorite. What? He's one of my favorite. But he's one of my favorites, too. He's top three, four, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, active fighters. But going off of that, man, I want to get into this little a lot. I know we talked about Connor a little bit last week or on the last episode, um, going in the tough and against Chandler and stuff like that. But now there's like some kind of weird shit being said about him. Like he's being accused, say, or not being accused, but people are saying that all he does is smoke and drink, that he's not going to be ready for the Chandler fight. And then Steven Thompson saying that McGregor's going to go back to his roots, his like karate roots or whatever, like move his movement roots. And then McGregor saying that after he beats Chandler, he's wants to fight Islam for the belt. So it's like what people I in my opinion, I think people just like to to like just start up controversy on the internet and just make lies up. You know what I mean? There's no way all McGregor does is smoke and drink. Look at his physique, dude. Like, you know what I mean? He's not some fat bum. Like, honestly, you can look at the dude and you can see that that's not all he does. He's not some couch bum watching TV all day. You know what I mean? That's just, he is in shape, dude. He absolutely is in shape, man. And, um, I can't. I can't wait for this, this tough shit to come out, man. Either with uh, him coaching, him and, uh, yeah, him coaching against Chandler, and then they're fighting after. That's gonna yeah, be that, awesome. That is, and I don't know many of the guys. I'll have to look into it more of who they're coaching. Obviously, it's upcoming guys, you know, who are coming to try to get a contract with the UFC. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean. Anybody who says, like, is all he does is literally smoke and drink is crazy because, like you said, he, he looks in great shape. You see pictures of him, like, everywhere. Like, even if you follow him on Snapchat, you know, he's posting videos and all this stuff. Yeah, all uh, the time. He, he, he's in shape. Uh, the only thing that worries me, and it's not the drinking or the smoking, is uh, his leg injury that he had in that point. Oh, yeah, when he broke his leg against Poria. Yeah, and that especially for a fighter like to come back. And Chandler's so tough too, man. Yeah, and and Chandler's Chandler's a bear. I I think I think Chandler's gonna come out in that fight, and he's gonna try to take him down as much as he can, and and being like make the fight close up because if if uh, if you give Connor distance, his timing is ridiculous, and he has he's gonna have a longer reach, and if he hits you with that left, it's like good night. So I think Chandler was going to try to get the fight to be close and like get a couple takedowns or whatever, and then, and then do that. But, but yeah, I just I don't buy into any of that stuff. People saying that McGregor absolutely has, not. I absolutely not. I don't think we see the like I said on the last episode on episode three. I don't think we see the the old Conor McGregor that made the double championship push. But I definitely think that we see a McGregor come back here. Like remember when he. He came back and he beat Cerrone with style. You know what I mean? And everybody was so happy. Yeah. He dismantled Cerrone, man. I mean, he was like – and everyone was saying how happy they were that McGregor's back. I think he's going to do the same thing to Chandler here, man. Remember when he – in that fight, dude, against Cerrone, he was throwing shoulders like this, man, when they when they were in the guard. He's just hitting them with a shoulder. Like, that's <laughs> – that's Nobody insane. really ever saw that. Nobody until that does time. that, dude. Yeah, and it's perfectly legal. A lot of people do that now. 
Yeah. And yeah, like you can do it. And that's what I mean. That's what I like about Conor McGregor, man. And I, and I said it before too. Like, I think when his time is done in the UFC, he becomes one of the most notable striking coaches in MMA. I honest to God think that he starts coaching people when he's done in the UFC. I think he should. The only reason why I think he might not is because he has so much money and he's going to continue to make money and all this stuff. Maybe he he'll might... start making – and now he's making that movie too, Roadhouse, the, yeah. the Roadhouse spinoff. So he's dipping into everything with his uh, proper 12 whiskey, you know, his mm-hmm. fights, yeah. movies. So, like, I think he should be a coach, but I just think, you know, when the time comes and he's just like, all right, I'm just – I have kids. Obviously, his kids now his wife and everything. I just feel like when a time comes, it's like, what does he need? What does he need to coach it for? Realistically, he just might not want to ride off into the sunset and just spend time with his family, retire. Right. He's got two kids now, a Lamborghini yeah. yacht. Right. He has everything. He's everything. <laughs> really and does. Man. The reason why that got, when he first started making like all that money, it kind of got me. Like, I was like, everybody's like, Oh, he's not that invested into it. And like this and that. And you know, he doesn't really, put all the time and the effort into it like he did before when he became double champ and all this stuff because he has all this money he don't really carry fought floyd mm-hmm. um so is what i want to see with him in the chandler fight i want to see a good tough series but then i also want once they fight at the end i do want to see um i want to see chandler take him the distance i want to see connor in a fight like when it was with uh, nate diaz or like stuff like that where it went deep into the fight maybe even to a decision like i want to see what he still has left in the tank instead of coming out and just pummeling Cerrone in the first round. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to see him go to distance to see if he really, really still has it. Me too. Because I do. I do think he still has it, but like the skill set, but does he have like the heart and the, to go the distance and, and really like literally fight for your life in like a, a three to five round fight. The remember the remember the Gaethje Chandler fight, man? How crazy that was! Yeah, that was just a brawl all the way through. So Chandler obviously proved he can go the distance. Now it's Conor McGregor's time to prove. You know what I mean? And Chandler's been calling out McGregor since early career. You know what I mean? When he had his first notable after win, his first fight after, but he beat um, yeah. what Dan Hooker or something. Yeah, he he's out. been calling Conor McGregor out since yeah. then, man. Since he's been ranked. So so that. I I can't wait for that. Honestly, yeah. I, I, I really think, can't. I think Chandler also proved it when he fought Poirier. Like, they went, well, maybe it was like four rounds, I think, or whatever. But, like, Chandler was taking him down and, like, whatever. And, like, even landing shots on their feet and stuff. And then, you know, Poirier ended up. I can't PKO. believe Poirier tapped him out. No, he tapped him out. Oh, he tapped him out? Yeah, he I tapped him out. That's crazy, isn't it? Because Poirier is not uh, really known for, for his jiu-jitsu. Yeah, he's more of a and, Yeah, that was pretty funny to see, to be honest. But it looked like Chandler was pretty gassed, man. Remember how bad he was bleeding? Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Poirier is my – I think he's he's arguably my favorite fighter in the UFC. He, he's up there for me, too, just like – His Asia boxing is so smooth, man. I can't wait to see who he fights next. I really can't. Another guy, another guy that I used to – we don't – obviously, we're not going to talk about him because there's nothing really going on, but, like, talking about like top fighters of like that we are fans of over their careers. I used to really, really love Tony Ferguson. And, I like, did. For, I, I actually never really been a big fan of him, to be honest with you. But I remember when all you guys were. 
Yeah, he, and then next thing you know, he loses multiple fights in a row. His career goes down the tubes, and it's like I, I'm pretty sure he's done. But yeah, Tony was. You used to have an Al Kukoy shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, that's uh, that he his career's done, Ferguson. Yeah. There's nothing going on for him. There's nothing, there's nothing left for him. He's. <laughs> That's a joke. He's a joke, to be honest. Nowadays, he had a good run, but sorry, Tony, your time's up, kid. <laughs> but but going off of that, man, I want to get into what happened over the weekend. Um, obviously, Peter Jan lost. Um, he Marab, man, is they obviously don't call this dude the machine for no reason. You know what I mean? The late late round five, dude. This dude does not look like he even fought. You know what I mean? There's so much gas left in this dude's tank. He could run 20 miles. He shot 45 or 49 takedown attempts on Peter Yan. 49. That's two takedown attempts a minute. That is absolutely insane. Like, honestly, that is absolutely insane. Nobody, I don't think that record will ever be broken. That is unbelievable. I mean, he only landed 11 of them, but... Um, significant strikes. He completely outscored Peter Yan too. All around, I think he just completely dominated Peter Yan. Um, significant strikes, dude, was 147 to 75. Marab, that's he. That's a lot. Um, takedown attempts. Obviously, he landed 11 out of 49. Peter Yan only shot five takedown attempts, and he only landed one of them. Also, Peter Yan, he's hasn't had a notable win since what 2021 yeah. he's got disqualified for Neen sterling in the face then sterling beat him then o'malley beat him and now marab beats him so it's like what what's next for peter Jan, dude because not too long ago man even this time last year people were saying peter Jan's one of the best fighters in the entire world Literally. and yeah like we people were saying this not long ago at all this time last year, midsummer, like you know what I mean. It it it's it's sad to see because I know me and you are both fans of Jan, but it's that's a tough division, man. You know what I mean. You have to look at the contenders in that division, man. Marab, obviously Sterling's champion. Now Cejudo's coming back. You got O'Malley. You got Sanhagen. You got Marlon Vera. There's just so many. That's one of the. In my opinion, that's one of the toughest divisions in the entire UFC. It has to be. Look at them yeah. top five contenders, man. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I I just want to hear like your thoughts because we haven't really talked about it that much. Um, we usually talk like when we're watching the the fights and stuff, but I've been kind of busy this week, so I want to hear what you have to say on that, man. What do you think's next for Peter Yon? I think, you know, with the whole uh, Marab being ranked number one, like congratulations to him. And uh, I mean, to, to have 49 or whatever, 48, 49 takedown attempts in a match Insane. is ridiculous. And even to land 11 of them, I mean, you, you did try that. Like that's only like almost like basically 10%. That's still a lot of takedowns to land in a fight, even though 11. Yeah. So it's 11 takedowns in one fight is insane. So, and, and he didn't even and look like, gassed. Yeah, and like we were saying about Yon, I mean he he has lost his last three, 
Mm-hmm. And I think he lost the last four out of five. So it's like he has been good. And, and, and the O'Malley fight could have went either way. To be honest with you, I thought Jan won that fight. I kind of thought Jan won it too. I did. Yeah, I, I was shocked that they gave it to O'Malley on that. And so were a lot of people because there was controversy around it. But, uh, like, yeah, Jan, I've been a fan of Jan my whole life. And it's not obviously easy to beat him. So if I'm going to, like, say this about it. So you got Cejudo and Sterling fighting. I don't know if O'Malley and Jan run it back because of the whole controversy around it. Hmm. I highly doubt it because, like you said, what, um, O'Malley's ranked number two, right? Yeah, so, and also um, Sanhagen and Marlon Vera is coming up very soon too. There's been talks about Sean O'Malley and Marlon Vera running it back because that was when O'Malley hurt his leg when they were supposed to fight, and now obviously they're both top three contenders. So I, I think, and this is going to be my hot take for the episode, um, I think after Marlon Vera beats Corey Sanhagen, him and Sean O'Malley run it back, I think Cejudo is going to be Aljamain Sterling. I think Marab, and I, I mean, after Cejudo beats Sterling, I think Marab gets his title shot. Cejudo beats Marab, and then that's when the winner of Marlon Vera or Sean O'Malley gets their title shot. That's my hot take for the year. I'm, my hot take is probably even crazier because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Sandhagen to win that Vera fight. Yeah, you were saying that. Yeah, I so I think I think Sandhagen wins for some reason. I have a crazy feeling, which it is crazy. It's not that crazy though, man, because honestly, they're both that fight can go either way. Yeah, it really can. I just like Marlon Vera. I like his his style, his ego. I like I like Sandhagen too. I mean, you look, you see the kicks that guy throws. Yeah, I think he throws some of the craziest kicks in the, on the planet. He's he's nuts, man. That that so, fight could go either way. I think that's gonna end up getting a finish. That fight. So let's say let's say that happens. Say say I'm right on this scenario because you just laid out your scenario of with Vera beating him. If Sanhagen beats Vera, where does what happens after that in that division? Because if Cejudo's fighting Sterling, which I think Cejudo's gonna win, Cejudo wins, Sanhagen wins. What is what is Jan gonna do? What's O'Malley gonna do? What's that, Marab gonna do? Well, I, I think it's inevitable that Marab gets his title shot of yeah, the so. whoever wins this Cejudo Sterling yeah. bout, Marab's fighting them next. He's he Half proved it. it, dude. He's the number one contender now. He he absolutely deserves it, man. Um do I think he'll win the bout? No. But do I think he deserves a chance? Absolutely. Um, but like you were saying about Peter Jan, where do I think he'll end up fighting next? I think, and this is another one that I think is a pretty decent hot take too. Maybe he'll end up, maybe Dominic Cruz come, maybe he comes out of the fire, man. You know what I mean? He's ranked, I believe seven in the, in their class. So it's, that's, would be a good trending fight because Peter Jan's obviously downtrending. Dominic Cruz hasn't had. A notable win in a long time. So maybe this is where we see two of the what is it, Bantamweight? Yeah. It's Bantamweight. Maybe we'll see two of the Bantamweight greats, man. All time greats. Clash. I wanted, to, I wanted to bring up one more point about this. Um so let's say 
uh, Vera's ranked what third? Marlon Vera's third. Yeah, Corey Sandhagen's okay. five. So say Sandhagen beats him, right? Uh-huh. Is O'Malley going to get a title shot against Marab before, um, before Sandhagen would because Sandhagen's like five. Yeah, I think O'Malley would get it first. I think O'Malley would get it first for but sure. Even even if he beats Vera, do you think O'Malley would still get a title shot before him? Well, I, yeah, because I think whoever, like I said, whoever I think whoever wins that Vera Sandhagen fight, I think that's O'Malley's next fight, and then the winner of that will get the title shot. Is what I was saying before. Oh, okay. So it wouldn't be an automatic. Oh man, it's gonna be it's gonna be Sterling or Cejudo, right off the bat. Whoever wins that goes to Marab. Obviously, as a champion, yeah, Marab's gonna end up fighting the winner of that. Corey Sanhagen and Marlon Vera fight in about two weeks. I think the winner of that ends up fighting Sean O'Malley, and then the winner of that gets their title shot after Marab gets his. And and Dana White does such a great job with matching these fighters because, like you know, in boxing, he really like, does, it's, man. It's whatever. But like, Say what you want. Marab, Marab literally deserves a title fight. Obviously, he's number one. But, like, uh-huh. he's just basically sitting there waiting for his opponent. He's just waiting, fight. yeah. And, like like you said, dude, say what you want about Dan White. Like, how – I mean, I know people were saying that he was promoting Power Slap more than he was promoting the Islam Volk fight when that's obviously a super fight. Yeah. Say what you want about Dan White, dude. He knows how to put fights together. Look at the beginning of this year so far, dude. Nothing but crazy matchups lined up, and still crazy matchups are being confirmed. So it's just yeah. he's not every year the UFC is getting better and better, in my opinion. And it if really is. If you literally go back to when you have, like when he took over the being the president of UFC, to where they were at that point, to where how he much he grew the company. And not only that, during COVID, look what he did. He he literally built Fight Island. In the island, dude. Like, yeah, that's insane. Like, literally built it, and like they're still going to continue to have fights. I, I was watching him talk the other day about. Yeah, they do. Fights. They go back to Abu Dhabi a lot. Yeah, dude. When when COVID was out, no sport was playing. You know, baseball, football, hockey, every well, basketball. Basketball everything. had the bubble. Yeah, basketball had the bubble for the playoffs. I think. Yeah. Yeah, but Dana White really went out on a limb and made you a big like, risk, man, building that facility, and it panned and, out. And how great was that to watch the fights in Abu Dhabi when there was no fans there and you could hear the – Remember how weird that was? Yeah. Remember how so weird that cool, was? Though. Remember when Max Holloway's yelling, uh, I'm, I'm the best I'm the boxer, best boxer in the UFC as he's eating yeah. punch. Yeah, that's awesome. No fans in the thing, dude, and you, you could hear the, the punches landing and, like, full force like without the crowd there uh-huh. without the noise i yeah, think awesome. um i think uh kobe covington beat tyron woodley with no crowd yeah. around too. remember when he beat him and he's like what what yeah screaming his head off like that's that was pretty cool to watch man yeah that was good you could literally hear the impact on the hit that broke woodley's rib yeah and but they were and, weren't they wrestling or something and his, he hurt his rib yeah i think so and he stands up and he's like, what, what? He, Kobe Covington is another one that just said he's 100% ready to fight. And I like um, him Yeah, I like Covington too. And Shavkat was just saying that he wants him. So hopefully that gets confirmed. I, um, I hope that fight happens so bad. Just because I would like for that to get confirmed, man, because I'd like to, to talk about that a lot. 
That'd be that'd be a hell of a fight. Him and him and Chavez could both wrestle. They could. That would be insane. They can both finish. Yeah, yeah. that would be insane. But but yeah, man, going off the 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 bantamweight subject, um, me and Mike here, Ryan Garcia versus Javante Davis. Mike has Ryan Garcia. I have Javante Davis. They were they had a little scuffle at their their face their first face off here. They're fighting in about a month. I think it's April like 22nd, maybe in, in Las Vegas. This fight's heating up, dude. These two do not like each other at all. Right or Javante Davis, obviously known for knocking people out. One of the best pound for pound fighters in the entire um boxing world. Ryan Garcia, young boxing star on the rise, says he's gonna prove something here. Um thinks he's one of the best boxers in the world. I do think he's one of the best boxers in the world, but I don't think he has what it takes to beat Javante Davis, um, at least not right now. I, I think Davis is just too tough, man. You know what I mean? And if Ryan – I I like Ryan Garcia. He's one of my favorite boxers, but I just think – and I, I say it all the time. I just think Davis is so tough, man. He's – just goes out and brutally knocks people out. He doesn't just knock them out. He brutally knocks them out. You know what I mean? And and it's just crazy because Ryan Garcia is so fast. He's never fought somebody as fast as Ryan Garcia. So this is just an interesting fight all around, man. These are both two very high level fighters. Um, There's a lot, there's a lot going for both of them in this fight, man. And honestly, neither one of them can lose. They really can't. And I told you this before. I think this is the start of a trilogy. I think um, I think Davis wins this one while Ryan Garcia is young. Maybe they'll they'll match back up in about a year or two. Garcia gets some gains some more experience, ages up a little bit, fights Garcia. I mean, fights Davis again. Probably beats Garcia. I mean, Davis. My bad. And then they fight for a third time. And I don't know. But I definitely think this is the start of a trilogy, just like the the Wilder and, and Fury thing. But I want to hear your take on this, man, because I know you're a massive Garcia fan. <clears throat> well, you, you you said a lot of things I agree with, and I was going to bring it up. And while you were talking, I was literally thinking right before you said it, you know, this is not going to be the only fight they ever fight. It's There's going to be more than one, regardless of who wins. Um, maybe I might get a little bit over my head like I did with, you know, Jake Paul because of, like, the YouTube stuff and, like, the, you know, showing the world, like, on YouTube videos, like, what, like, what they're doing, what how they're training. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember, I remember uh, Garcia was on uh, Logan Paul's podcast, Impulsive, and, like, at the beginning of his career. And anybody out here watching this, you could go back and look at this. He literally was saying he's the next big thing and he could feel it. Like he he felt like he was going to just continuously keep winning. He was gonna to get to the top or whatever. And then he ends up blaming uh Tank for backing out of the fights or whatever or not signing a contract or whatever. You, you know how fighters mm-hmm. do it. Yeah, yeah. Um I don't I don't believe that was true. I believe that Davis was waiting for him to get bigger and have you know a couple good opponents under his make belt. some more money off the fight you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't i don't think and he kept saying oh davis is scared of me davis no. is not scared of you like davis has been knocking dudes out left and right for years he just fought yeah. in january when the garcia fight was already confirmed 
Yeah. You know, Ryan, exactly. I mean, not like, Ryan Garcia, but... That's that's another thing that I, I, I forgot about. Like, literally, the fight is confirmed. Like, he's going to prepare for probably the biggest fight of both of their careers. And he's out here fighting other people. And he's out here fighting him. again. Like, what if he lost that fight? Mm-hmm. And he already has a contract signed to fight that again. Like, that yeah. that takes balls, literally. It does. It does. That's why I like Tank, man. Yeah. He's a little, been, he's a little ghetto, but... He's you, you've been a he's all business, man. He gets himself in trouble sometimes. Like I said, he's a little bit ghetto. He gets himself in some scuffles sometimes, but he's when it comes to when you get in the ring with that dude, man, he's all business. Yeah. He's coming and for your I, head. And I also am a tank fan, not as big as you. Like I like I like Garcia better than him, but regardless of that, like it's not an, it's not going to be an easy fight for either one of them. It's not going to like Garcia no. thinks oh oh he backed out like this no. Tank did not back out because he's scared of you. Like there's no way. He just you were coming up, you were younger, you were doing your thing. You had to get a couple wins under your belt to make this fight bigger, get a bigger payday. And literally that that that's basically it. So like whatever Garcia says about him backing out is I don't buy it. And That's my whole thing about Ryan Garcia, too, man, is that he – I don't like some of the stuff that he says on the internet. You know what I mean? Yeah. He I makes mean, other people look bad for no reason sometimes. Yeah. And, and there's – What were you saying? No, go ahead. Um, he, makes, he makes people look bad for no reason sometimes, man. Like, when he's on podcasts, he just says some things, man. Like, don't get me wrong. It's great to think that you're – the best boxer in the world and stuff like that. But you don't, you're only, he's, he's my age, dude. You know what I mean? This kid's 23, 24 years old, man. He's not, he, and I know like, like how Gaethje was saying, how Fizeyov reminds him of himself five years ago, a kid with a big head on his shoulders thinks he can conquer the world. Um, In my opinion, that's how Ryan Garcia is right now. He's very good. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Ryan Garcia is a bad fighter at all. He's one of my favorite boxers in boxing. Um, I think he has the fastest hands in all of boxing, without question. Um, he's just not ready for a matchup with somebody on a high level as of Tank. You know what I mean? He's one of the best fighters in the entire world. And then what if he does beat Tank? What does he think's next? You know what I mean? Who knows? <laughs> At that point, is, I mean, what do you? Who are you gonna fight after Tank? If you beat Tank at that young of an age, like he's gonna have to try to move up or move down or something. Maybe he'll go against like Earl Spence or something. Now, I'm not, I'm not totally sure on this if he still does, but I know he did, especially during the beginning of his career. If he, uh, if Canelo was training him, I don't know if Canelo is still in his camp, like still training him. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, don't know. Having, actually. Having Canelo in your camp and, like, you know, teaching you a thing or two, like, Canelo's arguably one of the best boxers to ever walk the face of this. I think he's the most – I say this all the time. He's the most knowledgeable boxer on the planet. If Canelo Alvarez is teaching you how to fight, you are in the best hands that you can possibly be in in boxing. Yeah, and if he – if and everybody's like, oh, Floyd beat him, whatever. Dude, Canelo was just – Canelo was younger than me, dude. He was 21. He was a stick. Yeah, he was younger than Garcia is now. And you see like, how yeah, you see how skinny he was back then. Look at yeah. look at Canelo Alvarez now. How different it, he looks and how it, much he's improved. 
He would if, flatten if, Floyd Mayweather oh if they God. fought. If, if Canelo and Floyd both fought in their prime, Canelo would kill him. Oh, my God. It's not even questionable. I'm not, I mean, say what you want about Canelo's loss or whatever. That's a fluke. You know what I mean? People have their fluke losses, man. Look at Usman. He just got knocked out with a head kick in the fifth round. Lost his championship out. You know what I mean? Right. Like, there's there's fighters that have flukes all the time, man. And, and, and that's, it's just, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's there's a, and then like, I'm. Do you ever see the, the video of Floyd Mayweather when he, the ref is like in between him and the dude that he's fighting, and Mayweather just starts unloading on him, and he gets the yeah. win. Yes, isn't I, that I, messed I, up? Dude. Like not long ago too. I mean, isn't I've seen that it messed up. I just watched that not long ago. Yeah, he throws That's he throws crazy. a punch at the guy with the ref in between him after yeah. he tried stopping him. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, in my opinion. Canelo's one of the best boxers of all time. And yeah. while I'm on the subject of all-time goats, Tyson Fury is the heavyweight goat. Say what yeah. you want. Comment in the comments, whatever you want. Tyson Fury is the heavyweight goat. Yeah, um, but going off of that, before we wrap up, I want to talk a little bit about Darren Till, man, because as I, I was a big fan of Till, man, early career. Back in 2018, 2019, he was he was on a good run there, man, for a little bit. And it's sad to see Darren Till on a, on a loss streak the way he is. Obviously, he requested a release from the UFC, but now I'm seeing things that he requested a release from the UFC because he wants to get his body more healthy, you know what I mean, and train right and get, I guess, get into it like a new camp, you know what I mean? He And then he wants to come back. Like, he's already came out and said this. Like, he does, he's not done in the UFC. He just needs to take some time off, get his body right, and then he wants to come back. I, I Like I said, I really like Darren Till, man. He's – I like – I loved watching him, man, when he was – remember when um, – I don't – remember when he was on the mic, dude, and they're like, who does the gorilla want next? And he's just screaming, dude. He's like, everyone and anyone, I don't care. Screaming right that. Oh. Yeah, the gorilla, dude. That's who I miss, man. And that's all I want to see back. I want to see the gorilla back in action, man. I really hope there until you you get your you figure your situation out, dude, because it really saddens my heart to see you on a on a losing streak like this. Yeah, I mean Darren Till like beating Darren Till or like fighting him was such a big deal, like you know, a couple years ago or back throughout his whole career, it was like you know, like, it was a guy, like, sort of under the radar. If you didn't really watch UFC, like, you didn't you didn't really know about him, like, that much. But, like, mm-hmm. anybody who, like, ever really watched that stuff is, like, dude, like, beating Darren Till or, like, even just fighting him or getting a fight against him was insane. It's, like, the guy's top of the top in his prime, no matter what anybody says. And for him to fall off the way he has right now, I mean... You know, age will get anybody. I'm not sure Can't exactly how old he is. He's not that. He's kind of young, dude. He's in. Yeah, he's still in his thirties. He's like 30. maybe. Honestly, dude, he might even be. He might even be 29. I'm about to look it up, but he's I oldest. I'm gonna say 31. If he's still in his Absolutely 20s, oldest. I would be very surprised. He's 30. He's Darren 30. Till's 30 years old. He just turned 30 in December. Well, so, he should have a lot of fights still in then. That's what I mean. Yeah, if he just gets his body right, dude, and comes back, I would love to see this guy make another run. And how you were saying fighting him back in his prime was um, a very big deal. Another guy that was fighting back then, 
arguably made Darren Till the way that he is right now is Jorge Masvidal. Back yeah. in 2019, Jorge, Jorge was on a complete run. That was when he destroyed Ben Askren with that quick knee, um, flattened them in the quickest knockout in UFC history. And, him over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was in that time. That was all in the same time period, and he fought Darren Till around the same time, and he beat and he beat Till, man. And that was a really good fight. Um, actually, if you go back and watch that fight tonight, man, you'll see that was a really good fight. And just at the end there, Till made some mistakes, and it got him. And and I think fighting a guy like that and that has such a is at such a high peak at that point in their prime changed you. Like an example could be John Jones versus Dominic Reyes. Dominic Reyes arguably yeah. beat John Jones. Dominic Reyes fell off completely. He has not won a fight since. He's been getting knocked out brutally, losing brutally, um, being finished left and right. Man, you he, he's done. And I don't want to see. I don't want to see Darren Till end up like that. I really don't. I want to see him get his body right, come back and get ranked slow. Not. I mean, obviously he'd come back. He'd probably win a fight. He'd get ranked, win a couple more, maybe get a title shot. I'm not going to go that far because obviously Darren Till's on a losing streak, but it's just something that I'd like to see, man. It really is. I got high pressure, Darren Till. It's like you were talking about how Dominic Reyes and stuff like, uh, you know, maybe fell off or, you know, you don't want to see Darren Till fall off like that. Like that just speaks to the greatness of people like John Jones, who, you know, has been in trouble his whole life with drugs, uh, DUIs, you know, all the stuff, all while maintaining a UFC career. A legacy. A legacy. Not only a UFC career, a legacy. Yeah, and I I think after this last fight, after he moved up to heavyweight, I don't think there's any argument that he's the greatest of all time. It's cemented, yes. While he's literally dealing with all this stuff on and off the octagon, like the guy literally has never fallen off. He has beat some of the best, literally the best that the sport he beat all the fighters that he could possibly fight yeah. multiple times. Like look at look at um Cormier. You know, mm-hmm. he beat he's basically owned Cormier. Gustafson. And like, yeah. And then all the all this stuff of like people who fall off like Till or or whatever, like can't they they have Peter you can throw Peter Yon in there. Even if they have, like, a little bad streak, okay, John Jones has never had a bad streak. Like, the guy is literally the greatest of all time. And that just – it just speaks volumes to a guy like that who could literally maintain it over this many years and going through so much stuff outside of the octagon. Like, the guy's the guy hasn't fought in however many years, has been in jail multiple times, ends up coming back out and literally puts – Cyril gone out in the first round within like a minute, minute 30. Quick. Literally. Quick. He said he could hear his spine snapping as I he was choking up. Or not wait. snapping, popping. I'm sorry. Yeah. I cannot he, wait for him to fight Steve because that's We, we know who you're rooting for in this one. <laughs> I'm firefighter. I'm going with Sean Jones because he's the greatest <laughs> of all time. I want to see him win. If it was anybody else, I would root for Steve Bay. But not, yeah, not me too. Him. Honestly, I like Stipe. I do. Um, they're going off of that before we wrap up. 
um, there's two things that I wanted to, to touch on. Joe Rogan doesn't want to, um, I guess, do international UFC events anymore. He's been replaced by Michael Bisping for UFC 286 this weekend. I like Bisping, or Bisping man commentating. I think he does a good job. He's funny. He's got a, a good accent to him. I think he does a good job as he he does, man. He's got a nice little voice on him, man. He's, yeah. he's a good commentator. You know what I mean? It's honestly, it's good to have that kind of British accent or English accent when you're doing that type of thing. You know what I mean? It really is. Um, and yeah, but for I get Joe Rogan's thing, like not wanting to go out of the country. I mean, he does so much. He's so well known around the world. You know what I mean? It's just in, I think he's just kind of thinking about his safety at this point. You know what I mean? He doesn't want to really go out of country to do these commentaries when he's just can be chilling in the U S do them here. I mean, they have, um, they have events in the U S more than they have them out of the country anyway. So, and they're just adding more spots to it. Like May 6th, they're doing it in Newark. So that, hey, you're that's, going that, yeah, yeah. Me and Harvard going that. So that'll be yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll be promoting buzz talk heavy. Um, but for sure. What do I got uh, to get out there? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man. And then it's, I don't know if Cormier is going to be on it or not, probably because I didn't see anything like that, but that'll be cool to see him Bisping and Cormier commentating at the same time. I think, Two UFC I, greats. I think like, I like Bisping, Bisping. like I was going to tell you before you even said that, but, um, I think Joe Rogan is at the point right now where, like, he got that a couple of years ago. He got that big, like, $100 million Spotify deal or whatever. The guy, everybody has podcasts and stuff, like, but he does, like, three, four-hour podcasts minimum. He's literally out there doing it every single day. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know if the guy has time. Bisping. No. Rogan. Rogan. Yeah, I was, I, that's what I thought you were talking about. But Bisping yeah. does a lot, too. That's why I wasn't... Yeah, Rogan got got that $100 million contract from Spotify. The guy does three- to four-hour podcasts every single day. I mean, I don't know if it's personal reasons if, or if it's work-related that he can't just travel out of country whenever, which I would expect. You know... That, you know he, what? Oh, my bad. I didn't mean to cut you off. But you know what, dude? That just... Now that you said that, just came to my mind. Were you watching not the Yan one, but the one before that with the the Vulcan Islam? Wait, the the fights with Vulcan Islam, the fights? Yeah, you were obviously yeah, watching, yeah. right? Yeah. I Did you hear Rogan, man? Did you hear Rogan talking, man, saying like he doesn't agree with the the judges' cards and stuff like that? And immediately after the fight, he came out and said that he thought Volk, Volk won that fight. He doesn't agree with the the judges factor so you're I, I think, I'm starting to think he's fed up yeah after you just said after you just said that man I, I'm starting to think Joe Rogan might just be getting fed up because in a way he's right dude you know what I mean he's a professional commentator he's been doing this for years well his he, original if, reaction he wasn't even at the fight he had he was sitting around a thing with whatever I think and he said that there was no way he said there's no way that Volk don't win this fight because Volk put islam on his ass that's what i'm saying yeah he wasn't yeah he was like watching it yeah and he was watching it ringside 
And um, what was the event after that? Who just fought? It was right after that. It was the one that was just recently. I don't know why. And then the last one was John Jones. Yeah, that's what it was. It was no, it was the John Jones card, dude. I don't know why. Fight with Volcanist. He was. Yeah, no, I know, but he was commentating the. Um, he was commentating the last card, and you can literally hear him throughout the entire card saying, "I don't agree with the the ref's decision on that." Like when the refs would interfere, he was literally saying, "Dude, you can go back and watch it." I swear to God, he was like. He kept saying it. He said it maybe at five times minimum. He was like, I don't agree with that. That That's crazy. Like, he's, in my opinion, he's getting fed up. He is. And and here's the thing about Rogan, like I was going to say, is um, he's sort of like in a Conor McGregor situation in the same parts of, like, McGregor, you know, got rich doing the sport, but then ended up branching off into other things. Like, Rogan started UFC back when, like, Dana basically bought it, like, Rogan's been there. He was doing Fear Factor back then. Yeah. Yeah. Even doing Fear Factor and stuff like that. But Rogan has branched off into other things like his podcast, which is definitely, I don't think anybody could even argue that. Like he is the number one podcast in the world. Number one podcast in the world without question. Yeah. yeah, And he's doing three to four hours. Anybody that guy literally rings on the phone, they're coming to his podcast because. Absolutely. Because Joe Rogan. You know what I mean? Right, and he branched off into a bunch of other stuff just like Connor did, but they both still love the sport. So, like, they're never going to give up on it. Connor's going to come back and fight. He's doing the tough situation with Chandler. Like, the guy don't need the money. He's doing it because he loves it. And that's why I want to see him go the distance with Chandler because I want to see how much he still loves it. But also, at the same time, you have um, – you have Rogan, who's in the same situation, who got a $100 million deal from Spotify and is now saying he doesn't want to travel outside the country when, in 2020, when Abu Dhabi happened, Fight Island, Joe Rogan was basically the first one there commentating fights during COVID across the entire world. So, you know, Joe Rogan may have branched outside of the UFC and got better deals and, like, whatever. But he still loves the sport. He still trains all the time. I see videos of Joe Rogan training all the time. He does love it. And I mean, I don't blame him. Maybe he has personal reasons to not want to leave the country. Maybe his family, his kids. He has all this stuff. Um, but yeah, no, Joe Rogan, like when when you hear Joe Rogan's voice commentating a fight, like that's nice. I like Bisping too. I really, really do like Bisping. So, and and even uh, DC, I sort of started liking him. I'm like, muted my bad. Yeah, but DC, I sort of like him. But who who's the other guy that that's with them? He's he's not John a UFC starter. Who? John Anik. Yeah, he's he's just a regular commentator. He never fought mm-hmm. in UFC. Yeah, he's he's really good too. He's good. He's, like, he's one of the best. Ah, ones. Yeah, he's always there. He's like, yeah. I know. No yeah. way. <laughs> how about how about uh Bruce Buffer? I love him. Bruce Bruce is I love him. Yeah, Bruce is the man for real. Yeah, he's great. He'll always be around. He'll be around till he can't yell anymore. <laughs> and that's another thing you about of, if you get rid of Bruce Buffer, you're dumb. Yeah, um, that, that's another thing about Dana White, dude. With just not only like him setting up the fights and like his marketing and like 
everything he's brought to the table for UFC, dude. The guy literally has gotten some of the best commentators I've ever heard in sports. In the world, yeah. And Cormier's on the rise, too, now, like we were just saying, man. He's doing so good at commentating. He really is. Like, he's doing a really good job. He's not the best, but he's... He's, he's not the best, but he's getting a lot better. He definitely is getting a lot better. Up. Yeah. And you have, you have people like... um Like, if you look back on, uh like, the... 1980 Olympics with uh when the USA hockey team beat Russia. Like Al Michaels, who literally still commentates football today and was always on Sunday Night Football with Chris Collinsworth. Al Michaels was literally commentating that game. And from then on, his career just took off. And Al Michaels is one of my favorite commentators of all time. Me too. So a lot of people really don't realize like how much commentating a sport really like puts it into a way better like perspective or like a better just it makes the game so much better and people really don't it really does that. it really does 100 percent um i'm excited to see this this bisping cormier duo at this event here this weekend um we're gonna wrap it up with that thank you guys for tuning in to episode four um we'll be filming next week on tuesday after after usman beats edwards um and yeah. and Gaethje finishes Fizeyov too. I got money on it. If you're gonna if you want to win some easy money, place your bets on Gaethje. Put that money on there, boys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>